Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. As you have success, develop contacts, experience, being able to pass that on or make that available to your children, even if they're not interested in it, it gives them a broader uh, information base to make decisions about themselves. Yeah. You know, rather than, you know, you can say, here's what that looks like all the way up at the top. You know, here's what yeah. you, know, you do that. Well, here, here's the top uh, game designer, you know, yep. and uh, you know, this, you know, they can get, you know, so much of uh, success in life is being able to have a role model, a role, successful role models in areas that you are attracted to, where you can kind of kind of see how they do it. You can model it. Yep. You can internalize it. You don't have to have every single little thing explained to you. But then you can get on there and say, like it, thought I loved it. Onto something else, you know, yeah. and uh, that may happen, may not, but it's the same thing where this applies in business is we've all been in business where we've had super talented people. Yep. Uh, we just loved them. We were, but we think they're smarter mm-hmm. than we are, you know, good Lord. You know, we get them trained through the basics, man, what they're going to do. And then he turned out to be duds. And what <laughs> you find out, what you find out, the earlier you find this out is, there is a God and you're not him. You know what I'm saying? It's just yep. like you can't make somebody want something more than they really want it. You know, God can maybe do that, but you can't do that. And yeah. so if if they want, you know, you can feed, you know, you can lead a horse to water, you can't make him drink, you can give him salt, but you can't make him drink, you know. Yep. And so some people are just uh not don't have that motivation, but you give them the chance. But as soon as you realize you can't control that, uh, you've done your job, you can move on and, you know, you don't get down on people, you know, yeah, let me, let me address that because like, yeah. I'm, believe it or not, that's a subject that, that, uh, strikes a chord with me. Um, because I think a lot of people feel that it's like, okay, I need to get the right team, um, to, to really pull off whatever project that we're doing. I mean, that's right. all we need is the right team. <laughs> And I will one million percent disagree with that. And I want to I want to tell you why. Um, it it all starts with the vision. Um, if you sell the right vision, um, it will it will attract the right team. Yeah. And and if you if if the why isn't necessarily oh you're going to have a stable job oh you're going to have benefits oh you're going to get a percentage of the company oh you're going to get this, but the why is bigger than that. Yeah. Then, then it's easier to attract the right type of team. And I think it's like at the end of the day, um, when when you present your vision and you're consistent with your branding and your vision and your purpose, then everything makes sense. You literally have uh, guardrails on the the direction where you're going because what people want, what people want, and I and I know this for yeah. in, in every aspect, people want to do something of value. And and they want to be they want to be heard and they want to be appreciated. But being heard and appreciated is different for every person. You're going to need to figure out their love languages to have how to be heard and how to be appreciated. 
Like I, I have, I added someone that, uh, like one of the things that I always do is I have a personal assistant and that personal assistant ends up running one of my companies. They just do because if they can get, yeah. if they know how I think right. and I, how I, and they can anticipate me. I want them running one of my companies, right? Well, their language wasn't, um, an extra zero on their, um, um, you know, on their, on their bank statement or anything like that. They, they just wanted to be recognized on things that they love and they're obsessed with Apple. And I'm like, new Apple watch came out. Guess what? Hey, you did a great job. Here's an Apple watch. I know you like Apple. You know, I really do appreciate you. It like it went a million miles further than giving them a $20,000 a year raise. And you'd think, wait, $20,000, they can buy their own Apple watch. Well, no, yeah. it's, it's being thoughtful um, on, on who's helping you build your vision. And so I think it comes back down to, um, every every uh, you know organization needs someone that that uh, is that visionary saying hey here's where we're going and here's how we're going to get there and this is how all the pieces get together now I don't know all the little details but we're going to figure it out together because we're going to do this and we're going to take it and and go a lot further and I think that's what weeds out the people that just are looking to clock in and clock out because then they can get behind something bigger than a paycheck. They can get they can get behind something bigger than just um, you know something that's providing for their needs. It's something that they can feel accomplished. And and as you uh, take on the world, as you do the things that you're trying to innovate or do, uh, they already drink the Kool Aid. They're a part of it, and they're lifting you up, and you're lifting them up. And it's that's how we move the needle. So I know that you probably feel the same way, and I think it's just more. Um, you know, uh, positioning, but I, I just do believe some of the biggest things of why uh, people fail is they don't have a vision, mission, or purpose statement, and they don't do specific goals and create a plan to achieve the goals of where they're yeah. going. They just says, "Oh, we want to do this, and all we need is more sales." Well, no, you don't need more sales. Um, you know, that's not always the case. Yeah. You just need to be more profitable. You know, and sometimes that's to you know have better systems of communication or what have you. And so, um, all in all, you know, I think um, you know if if I was uh, mentoring someone, it, it's like literally figure out what you what you want, figure out that that finish line, uh, figure out your vision, your mission, and per, or your purpose. And if it's just to be richer, then then get go deeper. Because um, like if you really want to make an impact and you really want to impact the world in a certain way. And 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 the world can see that they want that impact because there's a problem and there's a solution. That's when you're going to have ultimate success. And it's just more being consistent on your goals that will take you closer and closer to where you would like to be. Well, and it's easier to do that when you're uh, you've taken the time to figure out where you want to be, and you're super excited about it yourself. You know, it's, it's yeah. like. Very few people forget it's Christmas Day. You know, so if you have things in your life that are so excited, they're like Christmas to you, you're not yeah. going to forget it, you know. And uh, a way I've heard that described, Daryl, before about the vision, everything you have a vision, a dream big enough to include the people around you. You know, it's just yeah. not like it's going to get me there. And then you just, you're blind to the, the rest of it. But, and then you can sell that to them. But they yeah. can see themselves achieving great things and and not being limited like they're under your your shadow, you know. Yeah. So the other one, you know, one practice that I do, um, and I think this is qu quite relevant for the conversation of the podcast. But every July, I like to slow down a little bit. Um, that's when we usually do our family reunions on both sides, and 
we we take a couple family trips and so like um i'm working but not like completely engaged like i am right. uh throughout the year and what i try to do is i try to take that whole month to have clarity on one question um where do i want to be in 3 years and i just i i spend all july and start thinking where do i want to be 3 years with my relationships with my family where do i want to be uh, three years with my relationship with God. Where do I want to be in three years uh, with this specific company? Where do we need to be? And and I I don't really look further than that. I really look okay. That's where I want to be in three years. And I really try to figure out what would be the most adequate place for um, that relationships to be, or where I want to be, um, or what I want to do. And and I set that um, as a tentative goal, um, and I, I go through a, a process where I want to refine that goal to make sure that it you know it's if you're familiar with smart goals it's a smart goal, um, and I just want to make sure that you know it's very simple, it's attainable, and you know time bound and right. you know uh, measurable the whole thing. But I, I think the thing for me though is. It's five smart goals. Take 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 a minute to explain, Mark. Yes, smart goals. So smart smart goals is is a way to measure um, that that you're being very specific about what you want. Um, so it's it's if I can remember the acronym. So it's specific. You got to be very specific of what it is. Usually, uh, one sentence. Um, time bound so that if you don't put a time on it, then it's just a dream. You have to say, right. I want this by three years or, or whatever. whatever. Um, so it's attainable. So like there's certain goals that uh, uh, people put out there. They're like, oh, I want to walk on water and, you know, whatever. And, you know, it, is it really attainable? It's like, is right. it really obtainable? Right. Um, and then realistic. Um, that's where you have to do a litmus test. Um um, and then the last is time bound. So like, um, you know, that, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's an interesting concept, but I, I try to just see, can I actually pull this off? Um, and, and then two, what does that actually look like? And, and so I usually um, talk it over with a, a few people say, Hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing and get their feedback. Cause they're going to be my accountability partner and my wife and so on. And um, by the end of July, I pretty much have all my my goals um, pretty much solidified. Um, then, then in August through December thirty first, I'm fine tuning a action plan. And the action plan is what's all the obstacles that are going to keep me from achieving this goal? What are all the um, things that I'm going to need or people I need to connect to to achieve this goal? And I start putting that down and then I start mapping out what the next three years is going to look like. And um, that's a really interesting process because if you wake up every morning uh, for five months and all you're doing is thinking about how you're going to achieve that goal and you're thinking about what you're going to do and you're creating a plan for it, you might say, well, you're wasting a lot of time, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, and then, you know, after that process of every day and come January 1st, January 1st, that three-year goal becomes activated. So almost six months after it was kind of formulated, it becomes activated. And I now have a plan for the next three years of how to accomplish that. Now, here's what's interesting, Larry. Um, if you do this long enough, my three-year goal is activated. Then my previous three-year goal becomes my two-year goal. 
My previous two-year goal becomes my one-year goal. My previous one-year goal becomes my six-month goal. And the six-month goal is now what I'm doing. And I already have it mapped out. I literally have it all mapped out exactly what I need to do. And I can honestly say that that type of goal setting has helped me push the needle far greater than anything else because I'm focusing in on the problem. How am I going to achieve this? Yeah. And 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 the, and if you focus in on it enough, the solution presents itself when you really analyze it deep, yeah. and and you can move faster. And, and a lot of the three year goals, I can get like uh, like I used to get them like like immediately, and I'm like, okay, then it wasn't it wasn't really thought out. I need to really put it down because maybe that should have been something uh, that I can get along to get something bigger that's a three year goal. So that's that's what I do every year, and I've been doing that for. Wow, since I was 12, um, and it just got more refined as I got older. Um, but it it uh it definitely helped hardwire me into um really thinking big and and looking to move the needle and transform the world. And so yeah. in in every perspective, um, like even one of the accomplishes accomplishments that I have is like a lifetime that people would love. But honestly, it like every little thing is like a stepping stone to something else. Because I think the way that I'm projecting and planning, that goal helps me get the other goal that I really want. And so there's a there's kind of a path, and so there's kind of like a right. stepping up of where I want to be. Yeah, and like with goals, it's not like they're separate. It's, everything's connected, folks. And the thing is that. I always like to think of goals as a bouquet of flowers. It's yep. not just I've got this flower today and that flower, and then then I'll try. no a bouquet. And you can have lots of bouquets because there's lots of areas of our lives, and we should have goals in there. If you got five kids, you yep. should you know, and a spouse, you should have goals, you know, for you know, for fun things and profitable things, productive things in all those areas. As you were talking, yeah. I couldn't help but ha- think about, you know, you're explaining, you know, how you go about accomplishing things. And I'm sure you have had people say this. I've been re- reminded of, you know, going through a training session, boom, 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 laying out exactly how people do it. And then you get to the end, they said, yeah, but how did you do it? You know, when you <laughs> how do you actually do it? I said, that's what I've been talking about. Yeah, for the last, like, <laughs> last little bit. Yeah, 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 I feel the same way. Well, why do you think I went through that? I'm writing a book, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but when you uh, and I'm sure this t- you know this idea about teamwork and vision and everything, uh, the the antithesis of having the vision is the guy, one of the uh, regional leaders who called me late at night at my house one time forty years ago, and he said, "You know, my people just don't motivate me." <laughs> yeah, I, I took the phone and I just hung up. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're like click, <laughs> click, yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you don't motivate them. Who, who's supposed to be the motivator in this group? You know, who's the leader? Who's in charge? Who yep. can change things? But I just I click. Now, as you started, uh, you know, on this, you know, you said the thing with teamwork, it struck a nerve. And I'm sure that relates to the fact that you work with so many people that are in the process of formulating and getting, you know, becoming fine-tuned, razor sharp, you know, and, yep. uh, you know, the difference between razor sharp is like an axe and a sledgehammer. You know, you can work like a dog, you know, to, you know, pounding the sledgehammer against the tree. And all you're going to do is annoy the tree and wear yourself out, you know. But if you take the time to put an edge on it, you know, you can chop that 
tree down in a relatively short period of time just by having a focus and an edge to and a purpose behind uh, what you're doing. And you, I'm sure you go through this, you know, you've been through it hundreds of times. And that's, I, I guess that's probably why you've, uh, this has become such a big uh, thing and for you to communicate to people. Would you say that's the case? Yeah, I would because I find that if there's, a goal and a vision, there's passion. Um, and passion's what's needed to withstand the hard times. Right. Um, you have to be passionate about it. And, and there has to be a why that's bigger than the struggles that you're facing um, at, at, that, at that time. And so for me, it's really, really important. And um, when there's, there's people that are probably listening to this podcast, um, that might say, well, I'm not a visionary. I'm an implementer. Um, every good implementer saddles themselves uh, to a visionary. Um, and like, I, I, I'm an implementer, but not to the level of an operator. You know, yeah. um, I need to have an operator in my life. I need to have multiple operators because they they need to be detailed driven on the fine tuning. I'm I'm more big vision caching strategy. Here's the whole thing. And I, I can get into the specifics um in into the the fine minutiae, but I like I operate better at a bigger scale and then have them figure out the small little details to how to how to go from there. And so um uh, that's why great partnership should be who's the visionary, who's the vision, who's the implementer. Um, and can you have two visionaries? And I think you can it just needs to be of one vision, you know, it's like, how do they complement each other on that vision? And what's the, the full purpose? And then who's actually implementing? And I think if you have more visionaries in the department, that's where friction comes from because right. it's like their vision or your vision, you know? And so that's, that's a, that's a thing that I think companies uh, struggle with. But for, for me, I would say, um, yeah, yeah. It, anyone that's looking to, Make re- disruption in the world and really impact it in 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 a way they really need to hone in on that because once you have that clarity, it just gives you the fuel in the tank um, uh, to really really impact the world uh, properly when it's tough because it is it's it's not easy being an entrepreneur. It's not easy uh, doing the things in business. Um, there's a lot of complexities and it can weigh us down and so. You have to have a why to withstand. If not, then you either stall out or you disconnect. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whiteallonwinning.com. Thanks for listening.